down women with diluted dreams are home for joy has been washed down the stream. I'm Robin Hawkins, and you're listening to Watered Down Women. Hoping to be free, found a new home in the cemetery. A long time ago, in a land far away, lived a delightful little girl named Michelle, who had eyes as dark as a doe's and her lovely face was encircled by the most magnificent mass of curly black hair. Mickey, as she was affectionately called, lived in a quaint little cottage surrounded by glorious fields of wildflowers, and this gregarious child was the apple of her parents' eyes. Oh, if only fairy tales were true, and if every story did end happily ever after. In reality, Michelle's life couldn't have been more different. In order to effectively tell her story, we'll have to go all the way back to October 1st, 1957. On that day, in the small town of Glasgow, Montana. A daughter, whom they named Betty Jo, was born to an elderly rural couple. Montana is best known as Big Sky Country because of the vast expanse of sky that can be viewed from an area of flat open land. And it's lesser known as the only state with a triple divide, which allows water to flow into the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, and the Hudson Bay. The state's capital, Helena, was founded as a gold camp during the Montana Gold Rush of 1864. Although Montana is the fourth largest state by area, with a total land mass of nearly 150,000 square miles. It ranks 43rd in population with just under 1.1 million residents. Its largest metro and urban area, boasting a population of over 117,000, can be found in the city of Billings, whereas Glasgow barely passes the 3,000 mark in population. We'll never know the circumstances or chain of events that led to Ohio native Harold Edward Monroe and Nebraskan Julie Marie Cron uniting in marriage or moving to Big Sky Country. But we do know that at the time of their last child's birth, Mr. Monroe was employed as a community clerk, and his wife tended their home and cared for their eight children. It was the union of this unlikely pair that leads us to today's conversation and causes us to delve a little deeper 
into the life of their youngest child, Betty Jo Monroe. How can you tell a person's story when that very person doesn't even know herself? This seems to be the case with Betty Jo. As a youngster, her family moved around quite a bit, which seemed normal for couples who wed in the early 1930s, especially those who had several mouths to feed. But her parents eventually ended up settling down permanently in Harold's home state of Ohio. On the surface, Betty Jo's life appeared to be rather routine and maybe even indulged to some degree because, after all, she was the baby. A 1927 report by Alfred Adler theorized that certain behaviors could be predicted by birth order. Common traits of a youngest child are highly social, confident, creative, and adept at getting others to do things for them. However, they also have a tendency to be spoiled by their parents and older siblings, and that can lead to negative qualities, such as believing they are invincible and in being incredible risk-takers. In and of themselves, these attributes could have been reason enough for her to flirt with danger. But something was stirring deep inside of her, and that something was determined to escape. Some people, they say, are born with it, while others tend to nurture its development over time. And Betty Jo had a very severe case of it. And that infliction was called wonderlust. A dictionary definition might describe it as a strong desire or impulse to travel. And perhaps her parents planted the seed so she was genetically wired with it. But those who remember Betty Jo knew her to have an adventurous spirit. These predisposing factors, accompanied by a strained relationship between Harold and Julie that eventually led to their divorce, fueled a sense of anger, frustration, and rebellion inside of Betty Jo and in time, whatever was brewing within her erupted into full-blown teenage rebellion. After her parents divorced, Betty Jo lived with her mom and often challenged her mom's authority, resulting in her adopting a defiant nature and frequently running away from home. Nearing the end of her tumultuous teenage years, Betty Jo found herself living in Oregon and attempting to complete her high school education through the Job Corps program. It was there that she met a fellow student 
and they became romantically involved, resulting in the birth of her daughter, Michelle. Hoping for a boy, but giving birth to a girl, was somewhat disappointing for Betty Jo, because she had her heart set on naming the child Mitchell. But Betty Jo's mom convinced her that Michelle would be a good compromise for a name. Motherhood was a role that Betty Jo was not prepared for and seemingly not interested in. So she often left her young daughter in the care of her mom, Julie, and Betty Jo would venture off for weeks at a time and occasionally return home for a while before heading out to some other unknown destination. By the time Michelle was in second grade, her grandmother sought guardianship for her, and because Betty Jo didn't appear in court that day, permission was granted, and Michelle was officially placed in the legal care of her grandmother. In order to learn more about her heartbreaking story, I was honored to meet up with Michelle on October 1st, which would have been the occasion of her mom's 64th birthday. In order to get a personal perspective, I ask her what life was like for her as a child, being raised by her grandmother. I feel like I had a joyful childhood, um, despite not knowing anything. And a lot of things that most kids my age or somewhat through their life would know. Um, I feel like most people find me kind and generous. I feel like I always see everyone as good. And sometimes that may get me in trouble, but I, you know, I guess life was good for me. Sometimes a little, I feel like maybe sheltered, but it was good. And I'm proud of the way I grew up. I went on to ask her what she was told or what she knew about her mom's disappearance. I had heard a couple different stories. Um, mainly what I held on to was that one story was that she didn't want to be a parent anymore and that she had left me with my grandmother. And the other story was that um, she ran off with a married man but didn't want children. So I kind of just held on to both of those stories of, you know, she wanted a better life and, you know, she couldn't take me with her. So I, I just always felt that was the story of hers is that she, you know, maybe thought it was better for me not to be with her. Just imagine what it would be like if you were a young child with many questions and few answers. Wondering why your life was so different from that of your classmates. Michelle shared what that felt like for her. There'd be times where I'd be sad and wish that I was like other kids. That, you know, when Mother's Day, I did, when it was Mother's Day, I did it for my grandmother because she was my mom, my grandma slash grandma. So I would do things for her. But, and then I would look at my family that I was around because I was around my mom's side of the family. And 
it I was always this kind of person that if I saw any of my cousins being rude or disrespectful to their mom and dad, I would just lose it. You know, um, give them the speech, you know, you should be grateful. It, it's hard not to have, it's hard to have a parent and then to be in your business. And I understood that, but I would have loved to have that. And so I was always like, respect your parents, you know, show love because you never know you may lose them in any moment. If only we could stop her story right here. If only there wasn't so much more to the tragic life of Betty Jo Monroe. And if only sweet Michelle wouldn't have to learn the painful, devastating, and gruesome truth about her mother. Watered down women with diluted dreams are hope for joy has been washed down the stream. Grab a shovel and join me each Monday as we dig a little deeper and uncover the tragedies of watered down women. Searching for love, no pain in this world, with no help from above.